from the studios, teeing it up from New Jersey and Massachusetts. This is teeing it up. Presents the Sunday Strength Fantasy portion. And we welcome you inside on this Sunday for week eight in the National Football League season. Good morning, Danny. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I am good. Um, let's start here. Because I think this is a good place to start. Obviously, we're, we, we're recording this after the London game kicks off. So if you made any fantasy selections with that, good luck. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, there's a couple showcase games today, one of which is Dallas and Washington. Dallas looked a lot better against San Francisco. And most importantly, Ezekiel Elliott got going. Do you think that was an improved Dallas offensive line or San Francisco's defense being horrible? It's a little bit of both. You know, when you, when you look at it, it takes teams a while to get going. So, you know, it's not like the players in the O-line and Dallas have really changed that much. Their team really hasn't changed that much. Uh, I'm sure Elliot, from a personal standpoint, has had his personal things weigh down on him a bit this season. And, you know, it's still not resolved. This could be his last game of, of the season, depending on, on what happens, I think, tomorrow with, with the hearing. But... I think it's a little bit of both. It takes some time for some of these teams to gel and get together, and you know we, we saw that come come through for them yesterday, uh, last week. So if they can keep it going, which I think they should, against a Washington team that I think may have been a little bit overachieving earlier in the year, that they should be able to, to beat them, and he should get a lot. I, I think he's going to see 20 and 25 touches today. Which obviously would be good news for Cowboy fans uh, and, and fantasy owners, but also Cowboy fans who, have, who saw how, how, how integral he was to their success last year. I want to go to this New Orleans-Chicago game. Um, uh, I assume after last week when Mitchell Trubisky had four completions that if you have anyone on the Chicago offense, that you, especially the uh, uh, playmakers, the, uh, uh, you know, tight ends, receivers, and Trubisky, that you may not want them on your fantasy team after that kind of performance. No, I, I don't know what Chicago's been doing offensively. I haven't watched the game, um, but I, I don't know how sustainable their, their path to success is. You know, I think the last five games they've received touchdowns that have not come from the offense. Uh, whether that be special teams, defensive returns, etc. I think last week they had the ball at the goal line and got stuffed or, or a play was overturned, but both their touchdowns last week came from the defense. Sustainability is not there when you when you have to rely on that stuff. The only player on Chicago I trust right now are their running back, which would be Tariq Cohen and Howard, because that, that seems what they want to do. When, when your quarterback completing four passes a game, I don't know how much you can trust anyone besides the running back. Yeah. Um, speaking of trust, the story in New Orleans for years has been great offense, not great defense, puts a lot of pressure on Drew Brees. Well, here we go again. They're 4-2 and two and first in the, in the division with 177.4 and a whopping 133 points against that means more shootouts. That means more pressure on Drew Brees. Do you believe that if you have New Orleans as offense, anybody on that offense, that it's still a good fantasy selection because they're going to have to put up points? Absolutely. I mean, when you look at the Saints, you have a couple of top-tier options, whether that be um, Brees, 
Ingram, uh, Kamara has become a really solid player the last couple of weeks. Uh, Michael Thomas, you know, even though even Ted Ginn, you know, depending on what's going on with Billy Speed, like they have a lot of options there that you can go with, and and you can be fairly comfortable that one of those guys is going to be able to break through and, and help you out each week. Surprisingly, I do like their defense this week. You know, they've had, you know, we talked about it the last couple of weeks, like how sustainable is their performance on defense? Well, they've gotten lucky with the matchups, and that's you know what fantasy football is all about. It's Every week it's a new game, and they play the Bears this week at home. And given Chicago's recent offensive output, you know their defense will be a solid play. They they had Hundley last week. They had um, you know a couple of quarterbacks and offenses the weeks before that weren't really performing up to their potential. And they caught a break last week. I think they catch another break this week, and they're not a bad play on the defensive side of the ball either this week. Uh, I would ask you one non-fantasy question when when we do this show. Here's this week's. Do you think Drew Brees is back in New Orleans next year? I mean, if you're the Saints and, and you look around the league and, and you see what's transpired this year with, with quarterback play, and, you know, every year it seems to be an issue in, in the NFL. You know, like, where's the next great quarterback? And how lucky you to be to get that guy, um, you know, you have to bring it back. Who else are you going to go with at this point? I know the one crappy thing if you're NFL GM is, you know, the cap hit that these guys take, and you can't really build your roster the way you want to if you don't have that space. But, you know, would you rather be 6-10, 5-11, or, or have a shot to play off every single year? And I think in a results-driven league, you gotta you got to pay the top people and group reasons top five quarterback so you gotta you gotta keep him around even for one more year allow yourself to potentially get somebody else but who's your next option Andy Dalton Blake Bortles you gotta go with the three yeah, it's not it's not very sexy options that's for sure um Let's flip conferences. Buffalo is 4-2. and two. They're the forgotten team in the AFC East. Uh, the Jets had a chance, and we, we know what's happened there. The Patriots are Mr. Consistency. What do you view Buffalo as from a fantasy perspective right now? In, from a fantasy perspective, they have, you know, LaShawn McCoy. He's been their best player from a fantasy perspective. Tyrod Taylor, you know, this week, given the short... Uh, list of options you have and all the bye weeks he's on a bad play against a really crummy Oakland defense. Um, Charles Clay was one of their top guys too, but he, I'm pretty sure he's not playing this week, but if you got McCoy, you fire him up. If you got Tyrod Taylor this week, because one of your quarterbacks is on a bye, you, you give him a shot too. I think those two are the best options in Buffalo. Pittsburgh has been all over the place. Um, you know, Big Ben had the five interception game. But they've been better of late. They beat Kansas City. They beat Cincinnati. Um, and they're a team that is interesting just because of the, uh, of, 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 of the potency that they can produce. But they have a receiver, Martavius Bryant, who is upset and has been deactivated today. A, what do you view Pittsburgh and their playmakers from a fantasy perspective? And what do you do with, with uh, Bryant right now? Brian, you got to drop him. It's just uh, you know one of those situations where you just have a player who showed some flashes when he was on the field, got suspended, been in trouble, hasn't been able to really carve out a role this year. And, you know whether that be Pittsburgh not game planning for him or 
him showing a decreased value for that team. If you got him, you got to drop him. With all the other options they have, you know, Antonio Brown is, is the target monster. Maybe on Bell in the passing game, you know, take with those targets. Juju uh, Smith-Schuster is a, a nice surprise for them. If you got Brian, you got to drop him. There's not really much he's going to give, give for you right now unless something dramatically changes. And, you know, right now this week, that's not happening. It might happen next week or the week after. But for now, with the buys coming up and your roster probably in a situation where you need somebody to play and get you some points, he's not the guy that's going to do that right now. No. All right, let's uh, go around the league. Who do you like? Who do you don't like this week? So it's, uh, again, lots of buys. It seems on buys this week. I, I think when you look from a quarterback perspective, um, Andy Dalton's got a decent matchup. If you got him, you know, filling in this week, he's not a bad player. I bet you Tyrod Taylor. Um, another guy that probably is available that not a lot of people are picking up because of the recent struggles, Trevor Simeon. You know, Kansas City has been uh, one of the, you know, quote-unquote best teams in the league this year, but their pass defense stinks. They got one corner, and then other than that, they don't really have much. I think Trevor Simeon could be a good play on Monday night, you know, for you. From a running back perspective, you know, besides the top, top-tier guys, maybe a guy like Deion Lewis from the Patriots. He seems to have taken over their, whatever you want to call their number one role from a rushing perspective. Um, he is, uh, you know, versatile. They could use him in the passing game if they wanted to. They don't really do that too much. They've changed life, but I think he could be a good play for you this week against the a really soft running defense on San Diego. Um, Chris Thompson's another running back that you can play, you know, either in a running back or flex. Uh, he's one of the top, you know, fancy point producers this year from that position. Dallas' defense is, you know, mediocre at best. He should see a lot of targets, especially if they're behind. Uh, from a wide receiver perspective, it's going to be tough this week. It's, uh, it's, you know, a lot of the top teams that have those types of options are on buys, but you know you could be looking at you know you know we we missed the London games, but you know you could be looking at someone like Chris Hogan could be stepping up big for you this week. I think Brandon Cooks will see a lot of Casey Hayward, and uh, I think the Pats try game plan Hogan in there, especially with Amendola questionable. Uh, he could be a good play for you. Uh, I, I think despite Josh Norman coming back, I think that Brian will have a big game for Dallas. Uh, He's one of those guys that hasn't broken out yet. He can break out, but you know, you're hoping that if, if Dak can throw the ball, it's going to go in his way. I think from a, another wide receiver you can, you can look at, Marvin Jones uh, on Detroit. Uh, Golden Tate's a little banged up. I think Detroit's going to be playing from behind most of that game. You can look at him as, as someone that could you know, potentially give you some points there. And then from a tight end perspective, again, a lot of teams on buys. You could be looking at, you know, we keep bringing up Austin Sperry and Jenkins a couple weeks in a row now. He's another good option for you there. Uh, George Kittle on the 49ers. I expect him to be down a lot uh, this week. He could be seeing some, some targets there. And then maybe even Ryan Griffin on the Texans. Uh, Seattle has good linebackers. They can cover, but... When you got a quarterback that's mobile, there's only so so much time that you can devote to covering somebody. And Griffin's been one of those guys that I think has benefited from Watson being in there. He's able to find some space and get open and find a little safety outlet for Watson. 
And that leaves us with defense and kicker. You know, from a kicker perspective, anyone that's out there that's available, you pick up, you plug in, you hope that that team gets into a situation where you can get some points from that person. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really sure, you know, what the kicking landscape looks like right now out there, but anybody that's available, you pick up. That, that's really how I look at it this week. And from a defensive perspective, we know we mentioned the, the Saints. They could be a good play if they're out there. I think the Panthers are, are a sneaky play this week, too. Um, Tampa's offense is one of the highest uh, yardage per game teams out there, but Winston is still prone to mistakes. That team, I think, still prone to mistakes. You know, we saw a big fumble last week. You know, I think if that game is close, you can see the tide shift with the, with the turnover, and I think Keekley's going to be back this week. So I think the Panthers are a sneaky play in a game that both teams have to have. I think the Panthers come out on top this week. You know, in that sense, they could be a sneaky play. Uh, Pittsburgh defense, you have them, fry them up against Stafford. I think Detroit peaked early this year, and we're seeing a similar offense that we saw at the end of last year, very predictable. But if you got Pittsburgh, you know, that's not a bad play to have, you know, late tonight. That is the Sunday Sprint Fantasy Update. Mr. Flecka, thank you as always. Uh, no problem, man. And we wish you a great rest of your football weekend. Take care, everybody.